Makers of Sport Podcast, Episode 81, MLC Connect. Episode 81 of the Makers of Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, at T. Adam Martin on Twitter. If you're wondering why there are skips in the episode numbers, uh, the uneven numbers tend to not show up in your podcatcher. That's because uneven numbers are typically for halftime episodes. Those are 20-minute shows on the off weeks of interviews. And they used to be open to the public. Now they are actually paid content for community members only. If you are interested in joining the community, you can do so, and it helps to support the podcast, helps me to buy new equipment, to host the show, to pay to get the show edited, and to keep bringing you quality content. The podcast is not sponsor-supported. I want to keep the show completely objective, so do not take on sponsors to support the show. It's 100% listener-supported. If you do want to support the show, you will get extra content, including those halftime episodes, the future ones, uh, and the ones previous since the community has launched with their transcriptions and then monthly Google Hangouts, private Q&As with future former and special guests such as Todd Radom, Bethany Heck, Joe Bosack, and my attorney, trademark attorney Will Montague are some of the previous ones. And you'll also get an invite to the Slack channel where there are members from quite a few NFL teams, uh, NBA, a couple of consumer brands, Adidas, New Balance, and then also Sports Illustrated and ESPN. So if you're interested in doing that, it's at makersofsport.com slash community to find out more. On this week's episode, it's a little bit different in that it is not an interview show. Uh, recently, I was invited to Houston, Texas for the second my second visit to MLC Connect, which is Major Level Creative Connect. Uh, which is a sports design conference for designers working in professional sports. It started off as a conference for designers working in-house at MLB teams and has now grown to other professional sports, including the NBA, uh, the NFL, and MLS. There were actually quite a few NBA designers there this year. Anyhow, uh, myself and episode four guest Todd Radom of Todd Radom Design, and then also episode 71 guest Brian Gundell were invited down to speak on a panel called the Ambassadors of Sports Design. This particular panel was a, a about a 25-minute panel uh, towards the end of the conference, and it's essentially us discussing the current state of the industry, what we can do to gr drive growth in the industry and, and help the industry become better respected, help designers to become better respected in the industry amongst marketers and in the business in general. There is a bit of foul language in this particular episode. I'm actually leaving this one unedited and uncut uh, just because I think that's it's how it was presented in the conference form, and that's how I believe it should be presented in the podcast form. So if you are listening out loud at work or you're in front of kids, you may want to throw some earbuds in. Without further ado, here is Todd Radom beginning the panel with a brief introduction to himself. designer, writer, 
I really believe in the power of social media. I'm huge on Twitter for anybody who follows me there. And uh, telling stories, getting out to the public uh, who's really interested in this stuff. People love design. They understand design. They may not get into the minutiae and, and you know, the really granular aspect of Pantone colors and uniform construction. But as I said earlier, our people, our constituents love what we do and they want to hear more about it. So I got a couple of things over here that I put up. Very briefly, number one, uh, I blog. I did a great, I think it was a great little item uh, about my uh, work with Mike and you guys at the Mets on, on creating this uh, mark for the 2015 NL champions. You know, and my goal was to make it accessible to people not from the design community who do want to hear about this stuff and to uh, give some process, which I am not always allowed to do, uh, make it understandable and, um, you know, convey something good. Uh, this uh, slide over here with all these great black and white, uh, this was more of a design crit thing, kind of a long form about the timeless beauty of uh, almost corporate marks uh, from the, from the 70, uh, 60s and 70s. And then just on the right side, I've got a couple of things going on. Uh, I appear uh, every Monday in season with Buster Olney on the ESPN Baseball Tonight. Uh, podcast, which is maybe the number one sports podcast. Adam, you would know. I'm aftermakers of sport. Uh, and we do a, a uniform and logo, MLB uniform and logo quiz, him and his producer, and we will have brief chats about, hey, you know, the Cubs just did a throwback the other night. What did you think of that? Can you, you know, a really accessible thing for an audience of, I have no idea how many people he, you know, He's got 1.2 million Twitter followers or something like that, and it's on there every week. And that's a fun thing to do. And then uh, on the right side at bottom over here, I am a uh, writer for Sporting News. And I write on, you know, things like visual history. Uh, if something comes out that's new, I mean, it's really, it's never about my work. Uh, the Pacers uh, unveiling a 50th anniversary mark, a little background of that. So the one thing I want to talk about here very briefly is I am... I think as an ambassador of sport, uh, trying to convey to a larger, broader audience what we do. Here's what I, my, my call to action for anybody in this room who has a story that they wanna have told in this larger you know, context, uh, help me help you. If you've got uh, something coming out that you want to share and I can help you uh, deploy that to a larger audience, I would be very, very happy to do so. Can you hit the next one? Um, just a quick example of this. Bill and uh, Michael and Mike over at Fan Brands, we did a, a piece last week, uh, or last year rather, on the Anaheim Ducks rebranding as the Ducks made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And those guys shared with me, uh, you know, I interviewed Bill, uh, questions, answers, uh, some insight into the process, designs that never made it. People lap this up. Uh, Barry Pacheski is the uh, editor at Deadspin, follows me on Twitter, uh, picked that up. It went on fire. I mean, it got, you could see just on Deadspin alone, you know, 75,000 hits, right? It got on brand new, but I mean, that's, that's for us. You know, Deadspin is for Joe Fan, right? And people love this stuff. And uh, I was able to hotlink, uh, you know, something for fan brands. Win-win gets me content, gets them, elevates our profession. We should be the people to convey uh, what we do, make it accessible. So like I said, anybody in this room, just get in touch with me when the time is right. doesn't have to be a major rebrand, whatever. One night, you know, 
turn back the clock, whatever you got. You click forward, please, Adam. And just wrapping things up, uh, I am the chairman of the Board of Trustees of the Alumni Society of the School of Visual Arts, my alma mater, very close to me. And uh, last uh, year, just about a year ago at this time, we, I curated a uh, show at our Chelsea Gallery. Chelsea, New York, you know, fine art, like real <laughs> artsy-fartsy stuff. And uh, I put together what I called the sports show. And it, it was a uh, retrospective of something like 130 pieces of art from uh, something like 30 different artists, all who went to SVA. Um, we had an opening. Place was jammed. There are people in this, these photos who are sitting here in this room who came out to, uh, to cheer, cheer us on. You know, conveying what we do to this different kind of an audience. This was one of the most well-attended uh, Chelsea Gallery openings on a Thursday night in New York the week after Labor Day. It was on fire. So again, bringing this to a larger audience, maybe something broader than you know, getting out of our own little space over here. So. All right, so it's my turn now. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Brian Gundell. Um, I, uh, I have had a really long, windy journey through the sports design world. Uh, I graduated from the University of Oregon uh, in 2007 with a degree in digital art and uh, really had no clue what the hell I was doing. I have no idea why I'm actually up here with these guys. So I feel like the imposter in the group. Um, so quick overview of where I, I started out. I got my start in sports working for Old Hat Creative in Norman, Oklahoma in 2009. I uh, was there till 2011. Um, went back to Portland where I'm from and um, did some freelancing, ended up getting a contract design gig working at Nike. And I was there for a year doing some cool stuff with the football design category. Um, after that, contract design kind of sucked because you get paid well, but you have no benefits, and I didn't want to do that anymore. So I applied for a job and got hired by the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is how I met Zach and uh, Boyd Erickson and uh, John Willie. Um, so I worked there for a little while and then uh, got sick of the heat because the desert blows. I'm sorry, guys, but it does. Uh, and I took a job in Seattle, Washington, uh, working for the University of Washington um, uh, football team, doing all their recruiting. All, it was football-specific, working for Chris Peterson at Husky Stadium every day. So I worked on literally everything related to football um, with a kind of an emphasis on, on recruiting. Uh, and then um, last year, I, um, my wife and I had a baby. So we... Um, or found out we were going to have a baby. And so we moved back to Portland to be closer to our family. And uh, I uh, kind of went solo by accident, I'll put it. Uh, I, my wife had a, a job and her company had a office in Portland and she was able to transfer down. So we just went and I figured, oh, I'll freelance until I get something. And then I didn't get anything. And freelancing started going well. And then I started not to want anything. So I've kind of been faking my way through it ever since. So uh, now I, I work with uh, Surf a little bit, and John at the Miami Dolphins. Or some of the, this is some of the more recent work I've done. Uh, I work with the Miami Marlins pretty heavily right now. Uh, they're one of my big clients. Uh, I also did the branding and kind of um, seasoned campaign materials for an indoor football team up in Spokane, Washington, called the Spokane Empire. And so yeah, that's like I said, I'm faking it till I make it. <laughs> so, so I'm going to tell a little bit of my story now. Um, I'm really the one that doesn't belong up here. I'm, like, super pumped to be here. You guys are in the trenches doing this stuff for teams, and I'm just, like, this sort of quote-unquote talking head. Um, but I uh, 
so I went to school for graphic design and partied a lot and got like a two six. <laughs> and then it was about my last semester that I decided, you know what, I kind of like this stuff. And I lucked out and I got this job at this place called IMG, which is, uh, you know, IMG. I worked on college sports stuff. It's a sports marketing firm. And I did all this, like, really crappy work for big, like, things <laughs> because I sort of, like, didn't really know what I was doing. That uh, Duquesne Dukes basketball uh, uh, media guide cover was the, uh, was the first project I ever did there. And I actually spelled the word television wrong inside. It went through, like, six editors and... That client like quit the using IMG, <laughs> uh, but I got to have some cool experiences. So I got to go to Michigan, our direct photo shoots, work for the SEC. I'm from Kentucky, so I'm like a huge SEC guy. Uh, so this is some of that old work from way back then, which is like 2005, 2006 era. So I I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I I knew that I was really burnt out and I didn't like having bosses. So I quit and I started freelancing and. Uh, basically, that's what I've been doing ever since. And, and I was kind of burnt out on sports at the time, so I did like a little bit of corporate work. And then a few years back, um, I, I really missed doing sports stuff, and I thought there were a lot of new cool opportunities with social and all these digital platforms, and you weren't just doing like schedule cards anymore. Um, and so I, I wanted to go back into it. Well, I also was a hardcore podcast listener, and so I started, I, I wanted to find a, like, why is there not a podcast on design and sports, right? And being someone that's like has sort of like been, always been a little bit entrepreneurial, I was like, all right, forget it, I'll start it. It's but I I lucked out because I knew Todd. I met Todd like five six years ago at this event, and I also had met Joe. And I was like, hey, why don't you guys come on the show? Be guests like one and two. Well, actually, guest one was a buddy of mine because I knew that I would screw up the first one, and it, he would be much more forgiving. Uh, and then like you know, number two was Joe Bosak, who's the keynote speaker next year, and then Todd was number three. And so that sort of like immediately gave it a little bit of credibility. Um, as far as like talking about it, but this is just some of the work that I do. Uh, heavy like visual design stuff. That's Matt Carpenter from St. Any St. Louis Cardinals people up there. That's a logo for his Nike baseball cleats. Um, you have to tell what, tell everybody what your connection is. To Matt, Matt oh yeah, Carpenter, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter's Cardinal. my first cousin. So, uh, but it's like I don't. It's it's kind of a weird scenario because he grew up in Texas and I grew up in Kentucky and like I don't really like want to message him and be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, lend me some tickets or whatever. <laughs> like, I talk to his mom all the time, but I don't want to be like that that guy, right? So um, so I do a lot of work now in the digital world and uh, and a lot in lacrosse. So these are just like some images uh, that I worked on. That The top left is a feature for Slam Magazine that I worked on this past year. So it's kind of cool to work on that when, with LeBron winning the championship. Uh, and then those are just some some images for uh, lacrosse. They're, they partnered with USA Today, and we're doing this massive lacrosse tournament. Um, and then so one thing is is I really I think sometimes we sort of get hung up in. I really love the crazy like digital, you know, no concept, just throw some fire on a basketball kind of stuff. Uh, but then sometimes I think that that you know you can do things that are very simple. So like uh, that's the bottom second one. That's uh that's that is basically the word for lacrosse and Onagogwin, which is like the birthplace of lacrosse. So on Thanksgiving, that was our our message, and that was it. There are basically these these sticks in the background. I don't know how well you can see them, but they're sort of like handmade wooden lacrosse sticks, and it's like we just really try to do something with big impact that's super simple, right? Um, and I think it's you can you can have these types of ideas like that. You don't have to always sort of be pushing the envelope in Photoshop. But pro tip, <laughs> yeah. But this is this is uh, this is really why I'm here. I mean, this is uh, this is this is the fun side project that I did, uh, you know, the podcast, and it it's it turned into this thing that I never thought it would be. Because honestly, I just thought, well, I'll just hit record and throw this up. How hard can it be? Uh, how quick? Show of hands. How many of you listen to Makers of Sport? 
Okay, for those of you with your hands down, go to makersofsport.com. Start listening now. There's 75, 76 guests. Uh, 80 is coming out. A 80 is coming out. 80, 80 hours of content, and it's absolutely 100% phenomenal. And then after you listen to all the podcasts, join the Makers of Sport community. It's 25 bucks a month, which I know for a lot of us can be a challenge, but it's so worth it. There's uh, community members in here. There's one, just a handful of us. Um, and it should be everybody in this room because the conversations that we have, the feedback that we give each other, it's basically like a 24-7, a, a 365 MLC Connect uh, where we all get to like share what we're doing, have our bitch fests, and uh, talk about the challenges and opportunities within the industry. So every single one of you should, should check that out. So, and also, if you've been on Makers of Sport, raise your hand because there's quite a few people that have been on it and are going to be on it like in the future ross um so one thing the conversations about sports design and this is what i was really passionate about is i'm i'm passionate about design like i love sports i'm very passionate about sports but for me design is, is bigger than sports i pay attention to what's going on in the world of like landor and pentagram and wolf olins and the big international branding firms uh you know what the stuff that's on brand new that's not sports related right um and and i wanted to really kind of bring those types of conversations to sports because most of the conversations about sports design were like some kid on Instagram with like the handle sports edits with a ZGFX or whatever. And, and, and like, and, and it's just like, what app are you using, man? Like, you know, ch check your DMS, what app are you using? Uh, and this, these were the conversations. There wasn't anything, any, like anything quality where it was like, let's get these people on and let's have a deep engaging conversation where it's not even necessarily about the work, but it's about, like telling the story of the person and the struggles that they deal with and really kind of like humanizing this whole industry. Because I think a problem with like just the general design industry, like I've been to How Design Conference and it's, there's a lot of like hero worship, right? There's a lot of like, you know, here's this person from, you know, X New York branding firm and they're like untouchable, right? I, I actually spoke about that a little bit earlier uh, at lunch. I mean, I think that, that it's a fetishism of uh, celebrity design uh, and it's been going on for a long time. But I think, you know, to, to that point, um, sports design with those people was always looked down upon. I mean, nobody wanted to do it until they had to do it. And to me, uh, that shifted when the, the American economy went into the toilet in 2007, 2008. And uh, even like a little bit before then, maybe, you know, Michael Beirut uh, did some, you know, got involved with the New York Jets. All of a sudden, this marriage of big agencies uh, with sports it was no longer this nose in the air, you know, it was more this vital, they wanted to do that all the Well, time. it's like they, they finally got the message that, oh yeah, there's a shit ton of money in this and we want a piece of the pie. No, get the fuck out. Well, it's, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna have to block that one out yeah. on iTunes. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's interesting because like, I, th I mean, at the end of the day, and always, this is like a common thread on, on the podcast, I always bring this up, like, we all know that we're not curing cancer, right? Like, that's, this is, this is like, this is sports, and we're, but we are providing, like, these very small moments of fun. There is this one constant, like, the guy that lost his job and got laid off, like, you know, the, the Yankees are still going to be playing, right? Like, that's the reality, and there's, like, this little bit of time where, um, you know, they can sort of get away, and we're just trying to make that experience a little bit better, and I think if you if you recognize that that's what it is that we do, then you you really have no room to be sort of pretentious in this world. And that's what I found about the sports design world in general. You guys see it. You've experienced it here. Every single person is super approachable. You talk about, like, your your problems and your issues. And we sort of, we say, you know, we're up here as the quote-unquote ambassadors of sports design, but everybody in here is the ambassador of sports design. 
right? So that's sort of how I view it. Well, yeah, and jumping off that, um, I think the other thing, too, is that this is such a small, intimate community that um, we all know each other. And I've had a couple of interesting conversations just over the last couple of days where I've, I've dropped a couple of people who I see on Twitter and Instagram and, and follow in the sports world. I'm like, oh, what's that person like? How's it working with them? And it's like, yeah, that guy. Uh, and that that word travels around. And and so, I mean, honestly, you can't be a dick in this industry because you won't get any work. Uh, so, like, I think for us, the guiding principle, that at least that I try to follow, and I see you do it, Todd, is, is just, you know, answer the questions, be a good person, and, and work hard, keep your head down, and, and that's how you'll succeed. I think it's a good point, and certainly at this point in my career, the concept of mentorship and being a part of a community. I've I said this I've said this multiple times in the last two days. Uh, I have worked by myself for myself for 26 years. That is at operating in a vacuum. No matter how often I will communicate with some of you in this room, um, it is important to be part of a community. Um, and you know the thing is, we do have. I mean, this what Chris and his, his group have facilitated here and what Adam uh, preaches the gospel of, really, being be, via makers of sport, there are ways to do it, and it's important. Yeah, and, and like Chris, I mean, Chris has been on the show. Like, I, I interviewed Chris. Chris invited me to come down here, and it's, it's all, like, this sort of... I have this mentality, and I really believe that it's this way with the way that the Internet is nowadays. Like, the old, the old school mentality is, is don't share your secrets, don't talk to anybody, like you're out for yourself. But I honestly believe that like rising tide floats all boats, right? Yeah. So if if we all sort of have that mentality, then hey, you know what? Like Brian's charging more for freelance. That means I can charge more, right? And it just kind of like the whole thing starts I, I'm to- I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do Reasonable think that it's the, the concept of elevating what we do, because again, people do care about this stuff. We've been talking and listening to, you know, all kinds of discussion about this. Uh, Discussing process, discussing best business practices, which you do very often. Um, this is really important stuff. And if the world is about content, we all have content to share. Some of that content is not so good. Some people share it better than others. This content to these people in this room is really important and very valuable. And it's disseminated in a very interesting way. You're like the, uh, you know... If, if Frank Sinatra was the leader of the Rat Pack, you are taking us to this <laughs> wonderful place. Take my hand and let's swing among the stars. Yeah. He was like an abusive alcoholic, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the other interesting thing, too, like, for me, like, I still feel like I have a lot to learn in this business, like, both design and, like, doing the actual business part of it. So I, I think, you know, being part of it and, and helping, like, the people who ask me, like, oh, how did you get there? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, and so I'll tell you what I did, and hopefully it helps you. Uh, but I'm, I'm asking. I, I had a conversation with you like two months ago about what the hell am I doing? <laughs> How are you doing it? Yeah, and I mean, again, I think this has been another theme here. Nobody travels to where we, any of us, are in a straight line. I think that that will. That's the case in life. It's a much larger conversation. But we've all arrived in this room at this moment in, in uh, very particular directions. We're joined together by sports and design and what we do. But it goes way beyond that, too. And I think that those are really interesting stories. People who uh, kind of arrived, again, in this room right now 
you know, in, in various directions. We had a good lunch conversation, as a matter of fact, about some of this. Yeah, and, and I mean, we're, I know we were strapped for time, so I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. But I think one thing to keep in mind, too, as a designer is when, when you chose to become a designer, you chose essentially a commercial art. Like design, there's an objective. There's something you're trying to do. So a lot of times we get hung up in like, uh, you know, these marketing people or whatever are trying to change these things. But those those guys, it, there's always a business objective with design, right? And it's like, if you want to make really cool things, then you should do that on your own and not care what people think, right? Like, that's kind of, graphic design is, is a commercial business. Well, remember what Taylor Swift said. Haters gonna hate anybody. Oh. No, it is, and, <laughs> and I often, you know, it's, very, it's a very subjective thing that we do. Uh, it is not, as I often say, brain surgery. If you cut in the wrong direction or kern something that maybe it's a little not the way you want, whatever, the patient will not die. There's always an opportunity to, you know, revive the, 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 the body. And, well, I think, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is it's not necessarily, I'm not saying that don't do good work and totally make compromises and do exactly what marketing people say. But what I'm saying is when you sell to those marketing people, and you're going to see this, you saw this with Bill's presentation, you saw it with Surf's presentation, you're going to see it with Ricardo when he comes up here. Is, is all of these people that are really successful are, are selling like in a strategic way. They're telling the story to the marketing people in the words that they want to hear. You can't go to like a marketing person and say, well, the typography on this is like kerned nicely and, and whatever, because they're going to be, they don't care, right? They just want to make the phone number bigger. Yeah, and I, I think to that, also to that end, like, how, uh, yeah, we all, the logo needs to be bigger, the URL needs to be bigger, the phone number, uh, we're on closing time. All right, well, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, like, all of us are pretty open. I mean, we've been kind of trying to get around and talk to as many yeah. people as we can. But if you guys have any questions, then definitely hit us up. And, For sure. Um, and then also, also follow these guys. I mean, obviously, Todd Radom, at Todd Radom, and then at B. Gundell on like Twitter. Bang, bang, shitty computer. And then this was a slide Easy I was supposed to, to put up a long time ago. That's obviously a picture of me before I sat behind a mic as a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> when I had to actually go to real, like, work and talk to people. Uh, last thing I want to say is, like, we all do amazing work. You, every single person in this room is here because you're talented. And you wouldn't have gotten these jobs if you didn't have the chops to do it. So just, just know that you're in special company and that all the shit that we deal with from corporate partners and marketing and, and the challenges of our daily grind, and it is a grind, whether you're in-house, whether you're independent, it's a grind. You, but you, you've got it. And... P other people want it, so just just be glad that uh, that you're even able to be in this room. So you should all be proud of where you are. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. That was uh, this is a special group up here. So there you have it. A great panel, short, sweet, and packed with value for you guys. I'm glad I was able to bring that to you. The recording worked out great using my portable recorder, much better this year than last year, as luckily I've been able to learn a bit more about audio and plugging into particular speakers and that type of thing. Anyway, glad you got to hear that. After that particular session, we actually broke out into a more intimate setting where we circled the room and branding guru Ricardo Crespo, who was former global creative director at Mattel and has held notable positions at big agencies such as McCann Erickson, Saatchi and Saatchi, and Shia Day. He's currently the creative officer of 13 and then brand design chief for a company called Jackknife Design. 
in Los Angeles. Anyway, Ricardo is great. I uh, actually advise you to go and listen to last year's panel on MLC Connect, which, uh, which Ricardo was actually also on. And he dropped a lot of amazing, amazing knowledge during that thing. It'll give you an idea about who he is. Anyhow, um, if you'll find out more about MLC Connect, it is at mlcconnect.com. And then you can also follow their Twitter account, which is MLC Connect. Brian Gundell is at B Gundell. And then Todd, of course, is at Todd Radom. As mentioned on the last episode, uh, my next guest is actually going to be a little bit different. It's going to be Sean Callanan of Sports Geek Podcast. Sean is from Australia. He has a great podcast called Sports Geek, which focuses on digital marketing in sport. And we're actually going to be doing what's called a crossover episode. So Sean is going to be coming aboard my podcast. I'm going to be coming aboard his podcast. And we're going to split that episode in half and each release part of the episode. So it should be pretty interesting. It's the first time I've ever done something like that. I uh, believe for him as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Sean just got back from Podcast Movement, which is a conference up in Chicago about the podcasting industry. And then uh, he's also he also is uh, currently, I believe, at uh, the SEAT conference, which is a sports and entertainment technology conference in Vegas. So he'll have some good insight to share about the future of the industry from a technology and marketing perspective. Should be interesting nonetheless. If you want to find out more about Sean, you can follow him on at SportsGeek or go to check out his website, which is SportsGeekHQ.com. If you're interested in hearing more episodes, then please head over to MakersOfSport.com slash episodes to check out previous interviews or listen to the halftime episodes where I discuss topics such as entrepreneurship, freelance, and business in the sports industry. As mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, all future halftime episodes are available to community members only. If you want to support the podcast, then you can join the community at makersofsport.com slash community. Our most recent Q&A was Bethany Heck of the EFAS League, who came on and did her typography talk um, that she recently did at Creative South. And we have her slideshow in there as well. All that is recorded and available for you to download and check out if you become a community member. Anytime you join the community, all of those private episodes will be available as they are recorded, including the Q&As. So at any time, you'll be able to go back and check out Q&As from the past if you don't make it for what might be the next one. Again, I want to reiterate the podcast is listener-supported and not sponsor-supported. If you get value from the content of this podcast and its outlets in social media or the email newsletters, then please consider supporting the show. I ask that you vote with your hard-earned dollars to support the art that you want to exist in the world. Just like the Medici family supported Leonardo da Vinci's art, I ask that you support my art, which in turn helps inspire you. For those that can't afford it at this very moment or just for casual listeners, have no fear. The interview episodes will always be free forever. But if you do miss halftime episodes and you can't sign up for the community at this time, you can, however, sign up for Weekend Reads, which is a weekly newsletter where I write exclusive content and share the things that I'm reading, behind-the-scenes things from the podcast, things that I find interesting or that inspire me for the week. In addition, on that list, you'll be notified in advance of upcoming guests and get podcast show notes delivered right to your inbox. Going to makersofsport.com email and entering your email address will help you stay in touch with the future happenings of the podcast. 
Lastly, please take one to two minutes and head over to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. Hit the five star and write about your experience with the show. If you've gotten value for myself or any of the guests on the show, then please share the podcast and rate the content so that others can discover that value for themselves as well. As always, I'll accept likes or ratings on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whichever podcast application you enjoy listening in. Something a bit different coming up. We are going to be doing Snapchat takeovers. I recently signed up for a Makers of Sports Snapchat. I actually personally use Snapchat, and I enjoy it. Uh, you, if you want to follow me there, my screen name is at Tiata Martin, just like it is everywhere on Instagram and, and other social platforms. However, the Makers of Sports Snapchat is going to be pretty interesting. We are going to actually have community members take over from time to time and give us a little behind-the-scenes of their day-to-day. Our first takeover is going to be Meg Majera, who is a graphic designer at the Indianapolis Colts. She's going to be taking over during their summer camp. So going to be interesting to see her her behind-the-scenes and her day-to-day. Meg is on Twitter at Meg Majera, and that is spelled M-E-G-M-A-G-I-E-R-A if you want to follow along with her there. But again, if you just follow the Makers of Sport Snapchat, literally, it's Makers of Sport. Search for it, add it to your Snapchat, and then you will get all of those takeovers. It'll be different people taking it over, giving you a little view into their day-to-day. Lastly, I'm at T. Adam Martin on Twitter, Snapchat, and pretty much everywhere on social. The show is at Makers of Sport. Until next time, have a good week.